Thanks for tuning in to this Black Girl Nerds podcast extra. We are talking about all things related to the new Marvel movie that just premiered called Captain America Civil War. So we're going to give you all of our hot takeaways from the film. And I ask that if you have not seen the movie yet to pause this right now, go to your local movie theater, watch it, come back home and play the podcast again, because there is going to be a lot of spoilers revealed in this episode. So I hope you guys enjoy it. We had a lot of fun. Myself, Jamie Broadnecks, as well as host Karan, Joy, Kayla, Grace, and Joelle chatted about Captain America Civil War. We reveal our alliances. We talk about Black Panther. We talk about our favorite scenes. We also talk about criticisms and issues that we had with the movie and all types of fun stuff. So sit back, relax, feel free to take notes, and also leave comments and let us know what your hot takes were of Captain America Civil War. You can leave comments on our SoundCloud and also be sure to give us a rating and a heart if you did enjoy this episode. Thanks for tuning in and I hope you guys enjoy. Thanks so much for tuning in to this special Black Girl Nerds podcast extra. We are going to talk about Civil War, Captain America Civil War, one of the best films I've seen in a very long time (laughs) and had to devote an entire episode to this because there's just so much to talk about. Very grateful to have a panel of Civil War experts here to talk about it. We have Joelle, Grace, Karan, Kayla, and Joy. Thank you, ladies, for coming on. Thank Thank you you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So before we even get started into talking about the film, we have to know where our alliances (laughs) (laughs) align here. Um, So we'll we'll go in this order. We'll go in the order of Joelle, Grace, Karan, Kayla, and Joy. Team Iron Man or Team Cap? Oh, man. I have to say I started Team Cap, like, strong, like, wearing the shirt and everything. Uh, And then once the movie started, I could totally... It got really, I felt like Black Widow was definitely the audience's perspective of like, oh, but we should probably work with the United Nations. Oh, but also we don't want to be controlled by anyone. I left very confused. I don't know if I can be a part of a team. I want to be team uh, captain, but I might be team Iron Man. Well, I'm going to just keep it real, real. So I was team, <laughs> <laughs> I was team Iron Man simply because of Black Panther. But if I had to make a choice, it wouldn't even be Team Cap or Iron Man. It would be Team Black Panther. I know that's but, right. So, um, Don't you be talking about my husband. <laughs> Girl, I got him first. <laughs> um, yeah, and it would be just simply Team Iron Man simply because of Black Panther. Just, you know, nothing more, more to it. I am Team Captain. And I'm team captain because I am a soldier and I believe in that there are some orders you just don't follow because you know that they're wrong. I think um, that the the issues I had with team captain, we'll talk, we'll get into those later. However, um, my husband T'Challa, when he showed up, (laughs) it changed everything for me. And I don't have a lot of time tonight because I do have to get back to Wakanda to be with him. So... um, (laughs) 
I just, in, just in case I had to cut, you know, cut out early, I didn't want to disappoint you guys, but <laughs> I'm team captain. I believe in the tenets of, you know, if, if you know somebody has changed and you stick with them, you know, to the end, that was his promise. And he kept that promise. I couldn't deal with the, the brown nose and the falcon, but that's a whole nother issue. But, um, yeah, I think, I think Iron Man was the stronger team, but team captain had the stronger principle. I am a team. I was team cap going into it simply because of, I believe, you know, someone that's close to you and, you know, and, you know, knowing the story and going into it, there's just certain things you can't bend to. And I'm not going to bend just because the whole group says we should. Mm-hmm. And that was my big issue. It was like, oh, we're just going to follow Tony. God, this is the guy that made Ultron. So no, yeah. how about no? Right. <laughs> so, that for me, it's like that's a struggle. And, you know, I loved the elements that both teams had, especially when we get into the battle scenes. But I still left Team Cap because, you know, it ended up being we'll get into the end. I like the fact that he stayed true and he was already dealing with an internal conflict by having to go against Tony after building that friendship. But that was already broken after what happened in Sokovia. So, I mean, at that point, I'm not really, I can't do Tony as much as everybody else can. I can only take hockey so much. Mm. And I know, I know everything so much. Um, And you can, you're apologizing now after something's already happened. Oh, I realized what I did wrong and we do need this, but you're the main cause of this. So I, I'm team cap. I can't deal with the instability that is Tony Stark. So I'm team cap. Um, I am, I was always team Black Panther, specifically, uh, team, uh, Chadwick Boseman, because when I do, I will want him to play me and I know he will rise up to the challenge. Um, (laughs) personally, I mean, it based, even basing it on the comics, I think the comics were trying to be more balanced, but they really wasn't. Um, (laughs) they made Tony look very terrible. I think film did a good job of, finding a balance to both sides and you could actually see logistically why both sides could work and you can understand why both team cap and team Iron Man had the the points that they had. Um, so I'm going to stick to my very uh, neutral team black Panther. So for me, pre civil war, I was team Iron Man. I'm with grace. I'm 100. I wanted to be team Iron Man because of black Panther being on his team. Post-Civil War, I found myself staying on Team Iron Man because I really love the fact that Tony, for the first time, we got to see a little bit of sympathy from him. And, uh, you know, he actually showed some accountability, um, or at least tried to, for for his actions. And that, that resonated with me a lot. And I'm not one for you know, lack of regulation. I mean, I don't want to be controlled by the government, but I'm not a Republican either, so I'm not for, like, you know, small government, <laughs> no government. Um, so I, I think regulation is important, and I, I feel like the Avengers do need to have some sort of accountability for the, you know, the slaughter of, of many innocent people. So the idea of having that um, control by the Avengers, I think, is okay. I have every more reason to feel validated by picking Team Iron Man pre-Civil War. So that is why I am Team Iron Man. But yeah, all things Black Panther. 
absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, what were your favorite scenes in Civil War? I know there were probably many, so we'll we'll start in the same order. Favorite scenes from the movie? It's so hard to. I mean, my my cliche super fan one is obviously the airport fight scene, which is so dope and hilarious and shocking and like it, it's a movie in and of itself. And I really feel my favorite aspect of the film as a whole was just that the entire film, each fight scene could be viewed as its own independent story, like full arcs within the fight scenes. Like I know people don't want us to compare Bat, well, or people in general don't want to compare Batman versus Superman to Captain America Civil War, but I mean, the fight scenes are, are just incredible. They're so good <laughs> as compared to what we had to deal with, with lackluster, <laughs> giant (laughs) stupid ending fights like each fight was better and it's so so good um but maybe my like the best emotional beats would be um peggy's funeral that casket looked heavy for captain america and you know it wasn't yeah and all that like just heavy weight and just you know finding out that um what's her face was her uh great niece uh and just you know and then that whole interaction yes thank you uh, Sharon, and then to see Black Widow and Captain America have, you know, kind of this bonding friendship moment of like, we're on different sides, but I'm still here for you. Like, I didn't want you to be alone. I thought that whole scene was really great. Um, So for me, uh, my top scene was the sister, the Dora uh, Malaysia, um, who in her epic um uh, mm. Her yeah. epic line or movie moved. Yes. One line that was that was my favorite line. I'm gonna use that. Can you we know, just say that I Natasha became her... a Becky in that moment? Yes. Yep. yes. What? Yup. What? Like, I mean, she didn't even have to move. She just looked at her and was like, "Move or be moved." And it was, you know, for me, I was like, "She can be on my team any day." Yes. You know. Um. So that was like probably like my number one um favorite scene. And probably, um, once again, another one with, you know, uh, good old Black Panther. Just like the seeing his ability and his technique and his fight technique, it was like he was damn near flawless. You oh. know, the fact that he was like running and catching these cars, literally um, the martial arts technique. I, I mean, I was just like, wow, just totally in, engulfed in it. So, um, yeah, that, that that would have to be. Definitely that. And then, you know, when Spider-Man took Captain America's shield, I think that would probably be another one. Because it was just, like, cute and funny. And at the same time, like, this little kid really trying to go against old dude. So, um, (laughs) oh, and one more. When Captain America was literally pulling the helicopter and holding on to the building. Yes. 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 That bicep. Right. All of it. Forearm. All of it. Everything. Hashtag that bicep. Man, yes. all of it. And come to find out, like he actually did hurt himself, like while taping that. I I, I had read somewhere. Oh so. wow, I didn't know that. I can fix him. That's fine. I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, those would be my favorite scenes. Yeah, hands down, my favorite scene was when the sister walked in. She didn't even need to speak, but when she did, <laughs> ooh, those three words. These three words. Right, <laughs> but when she walked in, I sat up straight. I was like, "All right, oh. now here we go." <laughs> but I will say, when um, the, the first scene when 
T'Challa showed up with his father, T'Chaka. Yeah. Um, when he turned around, I let out a very loud uh, uh, sigh, and everybody in the theater looked at me, and I was like, y'all know what's up. <laughs> and, and everybody laughed. But then when I saw him fighting, I was like, okay, now I know hand-to-hand combat. Now I got to learn how to fight open hand. And then right, look at right. how he lands. And then look at his claws. And then look at his back. And then look at look at how he leaps. I was like, I want him to leap. I just want to leap with him. And I call him T'Challa because, you know, we go way back. So, you know, <laughs> T'Challa, um, you know, we have a history. We didn't train together, but um, I have every faith. Um, I-, I saw a tweet that just cracked me up. It says, somebody call the police. A black man stole this whole movie. Yes. I <laughs> yes. And I felt, because his he was so strong in every scene, even when he didn't speak. I loved that about yeah. him. And that, that speaks truly to the character of who Black Panther is um, in my life, personally, and how I feel about him emotionally. Um <laughs> The helicopter scene was powerful because I found myself really cheering for him to hang on. I just, and then the bicep, I was like, oh. <laughs> so yeah, it lots of eye candy and the eye, there was no shortage of the eye candy. The fights were so strong. The choreo for these fights was incredible. It was just the women, the men, everybody. It was flawless. I loved it. I have two favorites and they resonated with me and one is going to be the scene where you get where you get introduced to Peter Parker. It was so refreshing to have that because I, I, I you love Spider-Man and I was really nervous. I did not know how I was going to respond to this little kid playing this character that we've had before and I I'm one I actually liked the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. I know some people didn't. I liked him. Um, so I was wondering how he was going to come into this role, and I was really nervous about super young, hot Aunt, Aunt May. I didn't know how that was going to go either. Oh, right. that was, <laughs> I was like, I expected her to start going off like she did in court on um, My Cousin Vinny. That's right. what I <laughs> I didn't know that Marissa Tomei was in this movie. It was, I didn't either. It was a I didn't surprise either. seeing her. Yeah. I heard the casting a few like months ago, and I was like, okay, why are they going to age her? I mean, like, I kind of like Sally Field. They probably should have kept her. But, I mean, it worked for me because the scene was very cute and it was very refreshing. And then the scene between Tony and and Peter was just very, you know, I'm, I don't want my secret out. I'm not like you. Like, just keep my stuff secret. Don't touch my stuff. Just stop. I mean, I know I exist. I know I do these things, but... Let me come into it in my own time. I, I was really impressed with the way that they staged that scene. And then my other favorite scene is between um, was after the airport scene between Black Widow and Tony because you could see she was so sick of this macho BS. She was done. Like she, you know, he's oh well, you know, he told on you basically. And she's like, okay, and I I right. like that because she was over it. And I mean, I feel like that's going to open up for other characters to come in later on, um, and for her to hopefully, and I hope she gets her own movie. Um, 
but Kevin Feige um just released a statement that he is working on a Black Widow movie, and that's yeah. awesome because I'm I'm I was so with her in that moment because I was having this pool of well I'm kind of sick of both of them at this point and you know he's mm-hmm. chasing after Bucky and Tony's you know trying to figure things out but. And I will say this, I do commend Tony, you know, I was wrong. And that scene between, you know, Anthony Mackie and him was like, I was wrong. He's like, well, that's a first, you know, for him to say that. But I love that scene between Tony and, you know, Natasha, she's done. She's like, all right. And, you know, you don't see her, but I feel like she's out for a minute because she was put in a position that she really didn't want to be in. Mm Mm-hmm. And I loved that she was kind of just like, peace, bye. <laughs> like, there's nothing more I can tell you about how you handled this situation. It's just like, and it's such a woman thing for me, because I'm like that. If you don't listen to me after all this advice I gave you, bye. Figure it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See you later. And I loved that. So, I really don't have a specific scene, but personally what I think Marvel does really well is the people that they have come in to play these characters, whether they be big or small, they really just nailed the essence of the character. Um, like, for example, Black Panther, when he's fighting with Clint, and Clint is like, you know, hi, I want to introduce myself. My name is Clint. And he just turns around and is like, I don't care. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that. It's just these, these little pieces. Like, even Anthony Mackie, who I don't really see it for as a person, but the amount and level of how much of the embodiment of Sam Wilson that he's developed over from, from Winter Soldier to this movie um, even like Ant-Man, he kind of comes out of nowhere and he's just so Ant-Man-y in terms of... Uh, Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It just works. Also, the little humor that's uh, spread out and it's spread out so well um, that it doesn't diminish or take away from the amount of emotion that are, that's in the story. Right. Like uh, when they're in the getaway car and Cap kisses Sharon and you have... <laughs> And, uh, and you have Bucky, Bucky. just give him the smile like, like right yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all grown up like they give that look that, that smart look um also if we had a Falcon and Bucky movie I'd be so about it because them two together it was quite hilarious just the little things that they were doing like when they got webbed by Spider-Man and uh <laughs> Bucky was like you couldn't have done this earlier with uh Red Wing <laughs> 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 like, like things like that like little pieces of humor that it's a very emotional story and parts of it I was just like oh man like it really broke my heart in certain in levels especially Tony who was a sad puppy throughout the whole movie just those little pieces of humor really help um lighten up the the movie so they handle the management of the emotions and the embodiments of the character really well yeah for me the Dormelache scene was everything I mean the I wanted T'Challa to be like yeah just handle that but um If we can see some sort of fight sequence between Dora Milaje and Natasha, that would be awesome to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a favorite scene of mine. Also, I really loved the scenes with Peter Parker and Tony. Like, the fact, Joy, that you said you'd like to see a Bucky and, and Sam Wilson movie, I'd love to see a Tony and Peter movie. Uh, Tom yeah, Holland and... He's going to be in the new movie, actually. Uh, Tony... Uh, Robert Downey Jr. signed on for for Spider-Man: Homecoming, so he'll be in the movie. I, I want them to be in a standalone like forever <laughs> series of them too. But yeah, I I think that that's awesome. Um, I it's pretty clear that Tom Holland uh, must have done a lot of great screen tests with Robert Downey Jr. because their chemistry is electric. 
and it, it definitely was pervasive on the screen. So I loved every scene with them. And I also really love the scene with T'Challa and Zemo at the end where T'Challa apprehended yeah. him. Yeah. That was like textbook T'Challa right there. If you don't know anything about, or comic book T'Challa, if you don't know anything about Black Panther and his personality and his presence, that scene right there tells you everything that there is about T'Challa. Um, so that scene in itself did so much for me. And I was just like, wow, they're really authentic to the character. And and Chadwick's Wakandan accent, man, he nailed it. He, he nailed, nailed it, it so it. well. I was just like, this and is amazing. Say, yeah. He was so regal. Like, there was never oh. a doubt in my mind, like, you are king. Like, it just from the first frame to the last, perfection. That's And I know everybody's so excited about Spider-Man because he got the laughs, but I was... Yeah, I mean, um, that that's what made the scene so much for me, was he was very regal in that moment, and, and rather than seeking revenge, he was the bigger person, and, and that's what spoke to him as, as King T'Challa, so I... I was just amazed by that. And um, uh, something I want to point is, um, and and something I was thinking about. Marvel did a good job of hiding his accent because I remember as we were getting closer and closer to the date, I was like, you know, what? we haven't actually heard the child speaking. Right, right. Yeah. And I was that thinking was about scary. that. I was like, I really don't want a uh, Will Smith tell you truth discussion. I was very concerned. I was like, nah, I, I know Chadwick can can act, and I've seen him as James Brown. And I saw him as um, Jackie Robinson in Forty Two. I was like, I know he can do it, and I know he can do accents. I was like, but I'm really, con- I'm really concerned, guys. Like, we're we're getting closer, closer. I've heard it, and he knocked it out of the park. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it was phenomenal. I, I I did have some feelings that I didn't get to hear his voice during the trailers, but I am glad now that they kept it a secret because I was I was blown away by the accent. And in my theater, people cheered the moment that T'Challa came on the screen. I did. I uh, so yeah, and I just yelled out yes really loud. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it it was phenomenal to see him. So. Was there anything about the movie that you thought could have been done better? Do you have any gripes about the film at all? I mean, I wouldn't call mine a gripe, but I I would have wanted to see a little bit more development of the whole um, what Captain America knew or didn't know, lack thereof, about Tony Stark's parents. Mm. I felt like there was some more there that I wanted to kind of like grab onto. I felt it wasn't just it wasn't enough. So, um I felt like there may could have been a little bit more development. Not that that like made the movie any worse or, you know, than any worse, but um, I, I just needed a little bit more development with that. Cause it was just kind of like, I felt like it was there, but toward the end and it was like, we got to put this out there so we can figure out why he did what he did or some of the reasons why he did what he did. So just some more development on that for me. I'm going to need Anthony Mackie to be a man. And um, cause <laughs> I mean, Falcon, love your wings, but you're going to need a backbone, sweetie. I, I just, the, 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 I will follow you everywhere you go was so homoerotic. It was like, come really? on, man. I really oh my gosh. They were playing up the Bucky, like Captain America. Like, not, not enough. I feel like they, sh- they should have played that up more because <laughs> he came off the, the same way he did in Winter Soldier. He came off as just a follower. Like someone who couldn't think for himself. He just did whatever 
captain wanted him to do or told him to do or follow his lead, but he never really had a grasp on, I never really got a grasp on who he was. I mean, who is he? It really he's just a dude with some wings. Like, like he found a captain that he's willing to follow. And yeah, it's definitely like, I will follow you anywhere. But like, that to me just feels like good friendship. Like this guy is the man, like he has a plan and I'm not following, like everybody else is kind of being a follower on team Iron Man. I'm not giving up my uh, autonomy. So I'm going to follow my friend. Like, I don't know. I never felt like it was backboneless. Like, I don't know. I just, I just didn't read that. I would have liked to see more more development of Falcon's character. I would have yeah, liked to see more agree. about yeah. him. I just I I don't know him, and all I know of him is him following Cap. And while I I understand that in the context of them both serving together, you know, and the and those kinds of things, uh, or they didn't really serve together. They served like seventy years apart, but still, um, understanding that culture because it's the culture that I came from. But I just I I really wanted to see. I, I really wanted to see something that would help me respect Anthony Mackie, and I didn't. Hmm. Well, if but he stops speaking, then I'll probably mm, have more respect right, for him. Right. Well, <laughs> I, I think they don't want to give people too much because you know Sam Wilson eventually takes on being Captain America. I didn't. Yeah. I, I don't think that they wanted to give that. Hey, we're going to jump into giving Sam more of a Captain America role. I don't think Disney or Marvel was like, let's. I think they kind of scaled back on that because a lot of mm-hmm. people, that was the big speculation was mm-hmm. if Cap dies, who's going to take it? Will it be Bucky? Will it be Sam? And people were waiting on that. So I think that's why they kind of held back from that too. And it may be also too, like you got three black men with, you know, pretty well-known actors. And um, I mean, what like War Machine was, you know, all this great, you know, and, and stand out and Falcon, I agree. If we get maybe had a little bit more development on his character, might would understand because there's a lot more that I think would answer, you know, some of people's curiosities and questions. Mm-hmm. And um, and then you got Black Panther who damn near stole the movie. So Pretty it's much. like, you know, if you got three been. of them who do that, then, you know, it's like, OK, hold up now. You know, y'all, we let y'all in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all ain't going to take over now. But you ain't going to take over now. Right, right. Well, I find, that, I find that, it, that point interesting because, and correct me if I'm wrong, I found that in the comics... Sam Wilson has a lot more character development than Jim yes. Rose does. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, and I felt like that, that kind of reflected it. Like, I think it w- the amount of dialogue and work that uh, Anthony Mackie did in the film was night and day versus what he did in The Winter Soldier. I agree that um, he does do a lot of following, um, more so than he does in the comics. At some point in the comics, he was, he was just very much fed up with everybody and was like, I'm tired of y'all right. white superheroes. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was not really, a, he wasn't, he didn't fuck around with the fuck around, if you know what I mean. Like, he just really wasn't about it. Um, whereas Jim Rhodes, just historically in the comics, from my understanding, it's, he's always kind of just been the black sidekick for, for Tony. Like, he had his own kind of miniseries comic book, but it didn't do necessarily super well. And, I think, you know, for Don Cheadle being Don Cheadle, a.k.a. the National Treasure, like, he does based on what he can. Um, if I had him, I only grab it when she didn't get injured because I love me some Don Cheadle, but it's not necessarily a, a huge gripe. But, yeah, no, I think hopefully in the future they give Sam Wilson more to do. Do I think that he'll be the next Captain America? Probably not, just based on yeah. that of uh, contracts that they've signed. I think Sebastian has nine. So just based off that number, he's probably going to be the next Captain America. Um, cause Chris Evans is almost done, but 
it would be great to have Sam Wilson uh, do more in the future movies. Yeah. Um, well, you know, one thing that I was concerned about, and it's it's a very small, like, superficial concern, but I just felt like the kiss between um, Steve and Sharon was just rushed. It felt random yeah. to me. I yeah, I didn't think it was necessary. I didn't think it was necessary. I mean, I know that there was a lot of buildup in um, Winter Soldier between them, but I just thought it was very random for them to just suddenly kiss like that. So that was just like, I don't think I needed that. And then also, I don't know, maybe it would have been too black, but uh, <laughs> I, I would have liked to have seen Nick Fury in this movie. Just yeah. call me crazy. But that, that would have been too many black people. Uh, I thought Vision <laughs> looked like, Vision kind of looked like, in certain light, he looked like he looked, Jackson. I was like, he looked like a person of color. Now I do. I love Vision. I I do. I really, I love the way he speaks. I love his eloquence. I love his awkwardness. Um, and I guess it's because his amygdala is, is artificial. I don't know, but he. I just thought he was lovely. I, yeah. I just think he's lovely and big and red and just lovely. So according to Dwayne McDuffie's rule of thirds, would this be considered a black film? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Dwayne, well, following Dwayne McDuffie's rule, yes. Uh, but I wouldn't call it a black film. There's just so many people in here. Like this is so, and like kudos to the writers for being able to juggle this. Like it should fail. Like on paper, this movie shouldn't work. There's just too many people, mm-hmm. and yet it's it's yeah. flawless. Yeah, like it I felt like we had just enough time with everybody that we needed to. I felt the main story never got bogged down by other people trying to do things, even though everyone had a very specific mission and thing that they were trying to accomplish but since none of the black characters like even t'challa who's probably the most forward in the story as far as like importance goes his storyline was definitely secondary so i i at least for me i stopped calling sidekicks the black part of the thing like i just don't like like oh we made you guys a bunch of sidekicks and so now it's like you're in it so be happy like i want leads i am ready for the black panther movie for real black like Marvel, oh my god, I can't wait! It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> did you see the Did you see the shot of my homeland, Wakanda? Yeah. <laughs> did you see that? Wasn't it wonderful? It, it was, was like so I don't think it was the blackest movie ever, but it was definitely the blackest Marvel ever. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. No yeah. doubt. Yeah. No doubt. So here's my thing: is that um, as we are getting towards, you know, the, the I guess the final installment of this like last like phase three is Infinity Wars. Man, I we we got we got peak blackness or as peak as Marvel has gotten, but man, getting some black women. Hello. <laughs> okay. Marvel, Hello. Yeah. yeah. So my my dream is is that okay, if you're doing Infinity Wars and you're bringing all of the universes, is that the plan? Does universes one include Netflix? If so, that would be Misty Knight. Right. Um, right. Does universes include people who are going to have their own solo film? So that would include Shuri. So you know her being not necessarily Black Panther, but maybe uh, a version that fights alongside her brother. Like, how can we get more Black women and, and women of color, too, in that universe? Yes. Now that yep. you're talking Bring about me yeah. America Jones, a TV show. I am ready for America. Yep. Like, I have been ready for her. Oh, America most... put her in it. I need it. She's <laughs> in all of it. Give her her own show. Like, I will follow that show to the ends of the earth. I love her, and I want to see her on a screen, any screen. So we should, this is what we should pitch. I think that they should do the Daughters of the Dragon. So give Misty Knight 
and Colleen Wing, their own Netflix. Yes, please. Yes, yes. About a black woman and then get some of the the other women of color as some of their clients. Like get uh, White Tiger in there. Shoot, you can put (gasps) it if you wanted to. Like you can really Because White Tiger's coming. Yep. Yep. She's gonna be Marvel, Jessica Black Jones. Nerds are ready. We are here. We're, for we're you. gonna do it. And <laughs> we also need to mention for you know Avengers future films, Monica Rambeau, Spectrum. Yeah, I mean, yep. hello, <laughs> Monica Rambeau in the Captain Marvel movie that's coming up too. Mm-hmm. We we've got to bring Spectrum in at one point. At this right, point, right. like it has to happen. Yep. Oh goodness. Well, this is awesome. So, so what were your takeaways from seeing the hotness that is T'Challa, Black Panther? Mm. Oh, he look he look good in any suit, uh, whether it's a big suit or a head suit or you know, Black I mean, a, a tailored suit on a good man. I want to mm. create an award for the costume designer who made those graceful acts because yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he looked good in every suit too. That's, I was like, yes. oh Jesus, at the end. Mm-hmm. It was on tight, and mm-hmm. it was just like every muscle was defined, but not. Defined. <laughs> yes. And he just looked like regal. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm picturing it like I'm staring off. You don't have to be sorry. We're all there with you, girl. It, <laughs> it was amazing. I just, just want to say, Chadwick Boseman, we are objectifying you in the most respectful way possible because <laughs> you are, you are a gem to us. You have shown us such range and such. Such 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 wonderful gripping roles, but this you as T'Challa, it just it gives me tingles. It yeah, gives me tingles all over my body. You know, I, 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 if there's one thing though that I would this one small thing like the little choker, and he didn't need that. Um, the little necklace that he had on, uh-huh. I, I could have did without that. That was I think it was a little bit much for me. Just a that little was bit part of the suit. Mm-mm, the suit. This was no, 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 not the not the cat suit, but when he was like fighting Bucky. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Clothes and plain mm-hmm. clothes. He had on this little this little necklace. That was my only small thing. Other than yeah. that, I gave that to him for our anniversary. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> it reminded it actually the the choker reminded me of uh, Vixen's totem. It did when I saw that. Yes, yeah. Yes. I was like, uh, oh, he's got that? a totem too. You know what's great about that costume though, in general, and this might be me being like super deep, but. You know, we have two other kind of superheroes that are black in the Marvel Universe. We have Falcon and War Machine, but they don't really highlight the greatness and strength of, like, the black body because War Machine is, is essentially a suit of armor. Right. And right. the Falcon costume is, is a bit bulky, and, it, and the shoulder pads and the short sleeve, it looks really awkward um, to me personally. But I think that the suit really highlighted, one, like, the 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 agility and regalness that is T'Challa, but it really highlights like the strength of, of black beauty and, and what that looks like in action and movement. Grace. Um, it was so it, graceful. It, mm-hmm. Exactly. So yes. I, I appreciated that. So I was like, yes, thighs, yes, shoulders. Yes. yes. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of black Panther cosplay this year. Oh my God. Yeah. Lord. Yeah. I want to see someone cosplay as a black panther as black panther i want to see like all the black marvel superheroes as black panthers is that weird like is that weird that's so meta i I love it (laughs) crossover cosplay tends to be at least in my experience some of the best cosplay like when you're marrying fandoms and just like and the creativity that comes out of that like which parts to highlight I'm, i'm excited to see what people bring up this season 
Excellent. So did anyone read the comics? And what were your thoughts about how the story deviated from the comic books? Boo that Tony is still alive. Boo. <laughs> Boo <right? laughs> Not a Tony fan? Look, it's like every you everything is your fault. Like all of the giant mistakes are yours and your hubris doesn't allow you to like move past them or to learn from your lessons. And it seems like we were getting close and I thought thematically, like it, nothing to do with RDJ, nothing to do with the character, but I just thought thematically if he was like trying like got this close to making a change mm-hmm. and then just snapped. Yeah, And that was the end of it. Because it's been what's caused him so much pain. It's been what's brought him so close to death. And then not being able to overcome it and letting that end it. And then having half of a team without a captain. To have Captain America lose like one of his closest friends you know, after losing his best friend. I just thought that would have put us in a really great place for the next movie. Right. Didn't you feel, though, he was a little bit less selfish in this film oh, than he yes. has been in other yeah. films? Absolutely. I, yeah, I was going to say that Tony Stark in the comics is way more unbearable than he is in the films. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's like, he's he really is like on the low. Tony Stark is like Donald Trump in the comics, like very big business, <laughs> capitalist, uh, uh, like big Only attractive, more <laughs> selfish. Yeah, true. Um, I think Robert Downey Jr. does a good job of kind of bringing some type of emotion and and. Likeability. Yeah, he, yeah, he humanizes himself. Yeah. He humanizes it a lot more, especially in the Civil War comics. Like, I think the line, the lines were a lot more drawn in the sand as a reader. Like, you could read and just be like, oh, yeah, no, Tony's off his marbles. He's crazy. Um, in, whereas in the movie, I feel like you got to see that emotional human side. I think they did a, a better job actually than in the comics to make it more of a fair balance of what side you would potentially choose. Mm-hmm. Did anyone else catch that shade that he said? Cause if he's like, I don't care. He stopped and he said, I don't care. He killed my mom. He didn't say he killed my parents. He killed yep. my mom. Yeah. You know, he was always kind of a little bitter about his dad anyway. So mm-hmm. he never, he's always had daddy issues. Like I wasn't surprised by that. Um, additionally, like you notice he, like his lip trembled a little bit when his dad died, but he wasn't as, Right. Yeah. <laughs> when he saw his mama get choked out by Bucky. So when I yeah. heard him say that though, I was like, Oh God, please don't say her name was Martha. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Your mom's Martha? My mom's Martha. Let's be oh, friends. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that was the weakest moment in that whole yes. movie. Oh, but that's immediately what came to mind when I heard him say he killed my mom. Like, okay, he killed both of your parents. Like you just saw it. That yeah, that was intense. Um, was it anybody else had thoughts about how the film deviated from the comic? I mean, you come to expect that, so yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't even take issue with it really too much. I mean, in in some cases, but you know, you kind of it comes with the territory, you know. So right. Well, the the only thing for me because I didn't read the Civil War comics, but I read Black Panther. They did deviate the um, assassination of T'Chaka, which yes. really yeah wasn't yeah I guess you could say it was an assassination. And in in the comics, T'Chaka is actually killed by Claw. And Claw, we see him in Ultron. So I was kind of hoping they would either allude to that or link them together since we've seen him in a previous film. But hopefully we'll we'll see how that will unfold. And because I I just thought that was very interesting take to have him be assassinated at the UN conference. Um, instead of being killed by Claw directly. So that that was the only um, interesting 
deviation that I, I noticed in the film. So. I'm waiting for them to bring back Claw because I cannot get enough of Andy Serkis because he's such a chameleon in every character he takes on from Smeagol to, you know, Snoke to I was he's very much so an, an adaptable actor. So I want to see if they bring him back. Yeah. They have- anything i really would love to see them bring oh him back. we we better see him in black panther because claw is yeah t'challa's you know nemesis he's the main yeah. supervillain of, of t'challa so yeah we i hope we see him and he stole every scene in ultron he like yeah i'm like we, we can't give him more screen time please <laughs> so here's a theory based on andy circus um because you had that marvel disney dichotomy because you know obviously disney owns marvel now andy circus he plays um he plays what is it snope in yeah. the in the force awakens right right so this is based i use him as my theory that lupita is going to be <laughs> sherry because <laughs> and this loves her she was in the jungle book she's going to be that new chess movie the uh what is it the queen of uh cat uh cat yes, yes, right that's right. also a disney property so hey guys please no. <laughs> Please, Jerry, please make please make her African. Can we just have yes, a black female character <laughs> that is of the descent that they are from in the comics? Um, I, what I just, a concept! You know, I I, I don't want to have another storm situation happen. I yeah. just well, don't yeah. want that to happen. So anyway, we'll we'll <laughs> that's another show for another day. Um, <laughs> So, so what are your thoughts about the supervillain Zemo? Did you find him to be a compelling villain? I, and again, to compare to Batman v Superman, Batman v Superman opens with an apology for the previous films. Like, how dare you? Like, we didn't really destroy the city. And if we did, we had a reason and it affected people. I thought this was a much better way of examining that aspect of superhero life, of looking at, like, the damage you cause. And it goes back to, like, a long-held, like, trope in superheroism that... um you create your villains. Like the idea that you being a superhero is going to piss some people off. It's going to get people hurt. And so I really like that they explored that aspect of it. Um, I thought he did a really good job. The whole like infiltrate thing and being undercover and, you know, kind of psyching them out and getting them to turn on each other much better. It's, it's a totally different approach from any of the other Marvel villains we've had so far. So mm-hmm. I thought it was successful. But what was up with the bacon and coffee? Like, what was with the room yeah, service? What was that? What was uh, that? <laughs> I, so my theory was was that he was trying to make himself memorable to the maid, so that she would recognize him or know him when he called in, having after putting that dead body in the in the tub. So I think the yeah. point was okay. If I call in, she'll know who I am, and she'll just open the door. It's friendly face, whatnot, and gotcha. she'll. And so he he planned it out ahead. That's a good question, though. Um. He planned out ahead to make himself memorable enough that when he it was time for him to kill old dude who was pretending to be Bucky, she right. would exactly know who he is, go to his room, no issues, because they have that sort of rapport already. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Nope. But I thought the... I, you know, Marvel gets this bad rap of having bad villains. I, I've never seen it. I don't... Hmm. I personally have never gotten it. Um, and you'll see a lot of people in, in reviews, but it's, you know, these very stereotypical white geeky, you know, you know, the only issue that Marvel has is, uh, is their villains. And you'll see that comment in, in, um, these reviews. And I never, what? I never had a 
with the, yeah, I've, I don't get it either. One being is that um, versus other villains where sometimes a villain is a crutch because you don't have, you know, things like character development for the main characters. Right. Um, I think that every last villain in the Marvel films that I have seen ser- has served its purpose, at least the ones that have in the last couple of years. Now, you can argue on certain villains, like, let's say, maybe Captain America, the first Avenger, which was like an OK movie. Mm-hmm. And all of the Thor movies are just like, OK, minus Loki. Loki's great. But. I've never had an issue with Marvel villains. That seems like a common thing that people talk about. I think Zemo did his his served his justice. I I've seen people maybe say, well, why didn't he wear the costume? I think he's one of those villains where you can give it time. I, yeah, I, I don't think we needed right, it right. for this. I don't. Think, and I don't. And uh-uh, I don't, not at all. I don't think we needed it. I think we were over. We were already, you know, to be honest, like we weren't overloaded because they did a great job of juggling the characters. But we were overloaded. Like we had crossbones in the beginning. I was concerned when they said it was going to be Crossbones and Zemo, and I was like, okay, both, you know, costume characters, but right. he, he brought a human side to the Zemo character who's, you know, a bit nutty in the comics, too. Um, and the costume, I'm curious to see what that costume would look like, because that costume, he's wearing, like, a purple crown royal bag, like, over his head. <laughs> <laughs> I have questions, so I don't know how they're going to do that, but, um, no, he, I, I think, uh, I don't know the person who plays him, I can't remember his name on top of my head, but he did a fantastic job based on what I saw. I mean, it was a little sad that we lost Crossbones like that fast. I was like, That's he's one of my, he was one of my favorites. Like he's that he's like one, him and Taskmaster are like my favorite. You know, little oh, I'm gonna get you. You defeated me. I'm coming right back. <laughs> so <laughs> I was a little like oh, but Zima was it, he was so em- emotional and to have. That went deep. This was like the deepest Marvel movie so far because you to see how well thought out he devised this plan to crumble this institution. He just it was genius and he played that role extremely well. It was a great thing to see. I just want the Russo brothers to make all the rest of the Marvel movies. <laughs> because he was Zemo was such a compelling villain and they they know how to do these spy thriller, psychological thrillers, right? You know, Winter Soldier was a spy movie and I think that's what made it made it more of an adult Marvel movie compared to all the rest of them. And they carried on this, um, you know, this this role with with uh, uh, with Civil War. So I, I really enjoyed seeing the actor. I think his name is Daniel Bruhl um, that played Zemo and seeing how he just infiltrated um, the operations there and, and how he was able to manipulate people and not have to use superpowers or, you know, get into a fight that it was all through his mind doing that. And, and sometimes those kind of psychological thrillers are the best types of scenes to watch. So uh, Russo brothers, you guys are excellent with this. And uh, I hope yeah. that they're taking on more Marvel properties in the future. Also, uh, Zemo was also part of the Sokovian death squad. Like it kind of came and went, but just saying he wasn't just like uh, this, you know, man who lost his wife and, and, and children and things of that nature. No, he, he has actual skills in the, in the movie. You just don't see it. So I, th- I think there's going to be more to come. Yeah. That voicemail was kind of chilling too. <laughs> hearing that all the time indeed all right so really quick on a one to ten scale how would you rate civil war nine and a half yeah it was near perfect 
damn near perfect, yep. I'm gonna give it a nine and a half. That's where I'm at with that. I'm I'm gonna give it a ten. Like all my little issues don't for me didn't negate the number. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a ten. I'm gonna give I'm, it a oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I said I was gonna give it a solid nine. I didn't know whether or not you guys heard me because I didn't see anything. Um <laughs> solid I give it a solid nine. I would have loved to have seen you know, just little things, little things. But overall, it was a really great film. Yep. Um, because they didn't have Nick Fury in it, nine and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that nine, nine and a half works for sure. Awesome. Well, this was great, ladies. Thank you so much for uh, listening to us discuss all things Civil War. It's still playing in theaters. The film has made, I think, over $600 million already, which is awesome internationally and domestically. So uh, check it out when you get a chance. And thanks again to Joelle, Joy, Karan, Kayla, and Grace for for coming on tonight. This was wonderful. Thank Thank you. Thank you.